Hey, my name is Phil, and this is my wife, Meredith, and we are the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're so glad that you have connected with us here today and that you're getting ready to listen to a message that we know is going to build a resilient faith in your life. Right now, in this moment and in our days ahead, let's continue declaring Jesus over every situation. Enjoy the message. But I wanted us to take a few minutes this morning during our time together and just focus in on what it means that Jesus came. There are so many things that we can learn and can celebrate from the account of Jesus' birth. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about some of those things. We've been reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, and verse 1 and 2 specific, specifically. This is Matthew's account, and in it, he says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, and the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem. And they were saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about things that this verse can tell us about the celebration and the coming of Jesus' birth. The first thing that we remembered and we celebrated is that surrounding the birth of Jesus, there was great joy. There was great rejoicing. Those wise men would go on to say when they found Jesus laying in a manger that it's with great rejoicing that we came. When the angels came through the heavens and announced to the shepherds, they said, we have news of great joy. There's no coincidence in our lives that when we think of the Christmas season, probably above all of the other holidays we celebrate, it is surrounded and filled with the idea of joy. When you think of Christmas, it's filled with things like sparkles and lights and the sharing of gifts. It's filled with dreams of sugar plums dancing in your head, bringing joy to your dreams and bringing joy to your everyday life. It's filled with the picture, at least, of people surrounding a table and laughing and sharing memories. Season of Christmas is filled with memories of great joy and great tidings because there's something about the arrival of God in flesh, of the born king coming into the earth that fills us with joy. And then we said that the wise men came because they came to worship. It says we are seeking him out because we have come to worship him, that there are many things that people come and seek after Jesus for, and there are many things that can be received from Jesus when we come to find him. There are those that would come to him later in his life and say, I'm seeking healing, Jesus, can you heal me? There are those that would come to him later in his life and say, Jesus, I'm seeking answers, can you give me answers. There are those that would come to him later in his life and say, Jesus, I'm seeking deliverance. Can you give me deliverance? There are those that would come to him and say, I'm seeking resources, Jesus. Can you give me resources? There were those who would come and say, I'm seeking forgiveness. I know that my life is full of error and I know that my life is full of sin, Jesus. Can you give me forgiveness? And all of those things move through him and all of those things are available to you through the life of Jesus. If there's sickness in your body, he's able to heal you today. If there's longing in your 
soul. He's able to restore you today. If you are wondering about your future or have questions laid before him, answers can come to you through him today. If you feel bound by hurt, by pain, by trauma, by demonic oppression, there is deliverance that is available through him for you today. If your resources seem finite and shriveling, he is the God who can pour it all out to you in great abundance. His abundance is available to you today. And if you have never said, Jesus, I want you to forgive me of all of my sins so that I can live a life of righteousness, his freedom from sins and his forgiveness is available to you today. All of these things are available through the light, through the name of Jesus, the born king. But when the wise men came, they didn't come seeking any of those things first. They said, we have come to worship him. We have come to bow down before him. I love the song says, fall on your knees. When you see the born king, they said they came simply to worship him, simply to bow down before him, to bring gifts before him, to pour out their hearts and to pour out their lives. It said when they came to him, they came for this express reason to worship him and were filled with great joy and were filled with great worship when we come to the place of Jesus and there's something that led them to this place. It says a star rose in the east. A star came shining in the sky that caught the attention of these wise men. It caught the attention of these men who were used to studying the skies and the stars and the celestial beings. A star rose that was not there before. A star rose that seemed different to them than the other stars. There is something about a light that rises in the sky that drew them to Jesus. And if you count yourself as a follower of Jesus, I would simply ask you the question. Our culture today doesn't study the stars in the way that these ancient scholars studied the stars. Our culture today studies each other. And I wonder, is there a star rising in your life that can draw someone to the person of Jesus? Is there a light in your life that could direct someone to be drawn to the place and the person where they could fall on their knees and worship and experience a joy that no one can take? Is there something uniquely different shining about your life that would cause others to stop, to pay attention and to say there's something different in the light that I'm seeing coming from you than in what I've recognized in everything else? Is there a light on the inside of you, I think the old song said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Is there something shining from you that would cause others to stop and to pay attention and to move their lives in the direction of Jesus? Just a few nights ago here, I guess in this area, I guess everywhere, I don't know how these things work, there was a meteor shower. Did anyone else go out and look at the meteor shower? Yes, it was amazing. Well, it's an amazing concept. I didn't actually see that many meteors. 
That's the, the bummer of it. But it's this amazing thing that all of a sudden the sky would be streaked with lights. And so Phil and I found ourselves walking outside late at night in the middle of the cold, standing, looking up, trying to find what is moving in the sky and where are these? He saw some. I didn't see some. I was too late. I was very frustrated about the whole situation. But as we stood out there inconvenienced, out of our normal routine so that we could stand and look and try and see the stars, I did for the first time in a long time stand and just gaze up at the stars in the middle of a dark night. And though I didn't see these meteors that were apparently showering all over, I said to Phil, these stars are amazing. They're so beautiful. They're here all the time and we never just stop and look. Are these the stars that are in our backyard all the time? They're gorgeous. I said, I mean, it looks like someone has put Christmas lights all across the middle of the sky. And it's a star like that that these wise men were standing out, looking, gazing up upon when they saw a star rise that they had never seen before. They had a habit of going out and of studying the stars, and they had a habit of going out and looking at what was happening in the sky. And the star can tell us a few things about what it means that Jesus came to be born. The first thing is to remember and to look out for fresh things in your life, to pay attention to the newness that is coming. It says a star rose in the sky from when it started to shine. Something new appeared in the sky. And the thing that Jesus' birth came to declare to all of creation is that a new thing is beginning and a new thing is starting. That the old things are now falling away and that the old things are now being complete. And that the things that have been done formerly will no longer be done because something New is happening. And I want to encourage you in your own life, in this moment and in this season, to look and to pay attention for what is afresh in your life. What is happening new in your life? Where is God saying, I have something, the thing that has felt dry and the thing that has felt empty and the thing that has felt lonely or the thing that has felt dead in your life, that this is a season and a time where he announces a new thing is coming. The star reminds us that something fresh is coming. The other thing that the star came to announce is it was an announcement of a royal birth. It was the announcement that a king had been born. Now, we don't do this as much today, but at the time, they would stop and study the stars, and if they were looking for confirmation of a king who was being installed or a king who was being raised up to be placed on a royal throne, these wise men, these studiers of the celestial beings would sit back, and they would study what the stars were doing and what creation was announcing, and they would look for variations and differences and newness that was happening 
happening across the sky and they would count that as an announcement, a confirmation, an affirmation that the king was in fact the king. And though we don't necessarily study the stars in this way, I think the amazing thing about God is that he's always willing to work with people where they are and he's willing to meet you and speak to you in a language that makes sense to you. It's why though we love days like today, we also have times from on a regular weekly basis where our adults meet in here and our kids meet in one room and our youth meet in another room so that in a language that makes sense to them, in a verbiage that makes sense to them, in examples that contextualize who God is for their current moment, we can meet and God contextualize who he was for the current moment because he knew if he was coming to be a king, they would be looking for a confirmation in the sky that a king had in fact been born. And so to confirm to them in a language that made sense to them and in a fashion that they could understand, God caused the stars to come together and a star to rise in such a way that these wise men's attention was captivated by a star that rose in the sky and they said, we have seen that a new king has been born. We have come because we saw the star rise and when that star rises, it says to us that a king has been born and that is why we have traveled for years to come and find him and that is why we have been seeking and journeying because the announcement of the star is a reminder that when Jesus came, he came born as a king. And the star reminds us that God is always intricately weaving his word and his actions in the form of prophecy and prophecy fulfilled. That there was a declaration that a star would rise at the announcement to declare that the king had been born. If you look at the book of Numbers in 24 and 17, it says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down the sons of Sheth. It says that this star is a prophetic declaration that generations before had been written down and had been declared that there is a star that will rise out of the family of Jacob, which is the lineage that Jesus' earthly lineage comes from, and it will rise in the sky. And when we hear prophetic words and when we see them come to pass, it's a reminder to us that the work that God is doing is always a multi-generational work. That this thing didn't start with us, and this thing isn't going to end with us. That God has something that he's doing and that he's passing down from generation to generation. It took a generation to hear the word that God said. They said, I see it, but not yet. I behold it, but it's not yet near to me. I see the star rising. And it took a generation to hear the word and to write down the word. And it took generations to pass down the word and say, this has meaning and this has purpose. And I need to recite it to you. And I need you to make sure that you hear it and that you understand it. When we gather together like 
like this. We gather together like this because it's important that from generation to generation, we hear the word recited and we see the practices of our faith practiced all together. It's important that if I'm in my early 20s, I come into a space where I remember that my faith is bigger than just me and my friends. And it's important that if I'm a kid, I come into a space where I see teens and adults lifting their hands and saying, Jesus, you're worthy. So I can visualize myself in my future, still raising my hands and saying, Jesus, you're worthy. And it's important if I've stacked up several decades that I can look and remember that the things that I have sown and the places I have plowed are producing fruitfulness in a future generation. The word that God speaks and the star reminds us that there is a prophetic declaration that is being fulfilled and it took a generation to write it down and it took a generation to carry it and to continue it and it took a generation to see it and to recognize it and to say that's the thing that was spoken of back then and it took a generation to come and to the earth and to be the fulfillment of the word that was promised. There is a generational word that is coming through God's people in every season and it's important that we remember that he's never speaking a singular word that's just for you and that's just for your lifetime and that's just for your moment but when God speaks something he speaks something that requires all of his generations alive now and previous and coming to come together and to work together and to come before him and say we have seen the star rising and we have heard the declaration that a king has been born And Jesus gathers every generation from young to old. We see him sitting in a manger, born the new king. And we gather around. We gather around him with this purpose to declare that a king has been born. We gather around him to worship the one who came from heaven to be in earth. We come around him to celebrate and to acknowledge that it is through Jesus that we come back into right relationship with God. It is a multi-generational thing that didn't start with any of us and isn't gonna end with any of us because God has been doing what he's been doing for generation on generation on generation and he is going to continue carrying his work out. So when you sit around your trees and you see the star posted at the top of your tree or you look at a nativity scene and you see the star that has been hung above the place where Jesus laid, I hope you think of its beauty, and I hope you think of its wonder, and I hope you think of the way that it sparkles and shines and the way that stars endure, but I hope you also remember that God is doing something multi-generational that didn't start with you and didn't end with you. And whether young or old, I hope you remember to pass down the word that he has shared. I hope you remember to share with someone else the goodness and the faithfulness of who he is. Because he is God among us that came to be with us and came to be like us. And when we come together next week, there are so many ways that we remember and celebrate that he is a multi-generational God. And there are so many ways that we pass down the practices of our 
faith. Next Sunday, our kids are going to have Happy Birthday Jesus, where they celebrate a party that focuses around the reminder that why we are celebrating is because Jesus came and was born king. And in the main sanctuary here, we're going to have communion. And even as we participate in that, it's a reminder of the way that we pass down the story of who we are and we pass down what God is doing among us to future generations. I want to invite you to do something we don't do a lot anymore, but I would like, would like you to just join hands with someone next to you. You can stay seated, but I want us to remember that all across this room, whether we were born in this century or the last, that we are part of God's family, we are part of God's children, and that he has called us together and that it takes every single one of us to continue declaring who God is. Jesus, we thank you for your life. We thank you that you came to us. And at this Christmas, help us to remember the fullness of who you are. Help us to remember the fullness of your name. Help us to remember everything that it means that you came to us. God, let us celebrate with great joy. Let our hearts be filled with worship. And God, let us look at the star and remember what it means. Let us look for fresh things that are coming into our life in this moment, Jesus. Let us remember that you are the one who was born King, Father God, and help us remember this multi-generational work that you are doing in us and through us and among us. God, we thank you for who you are. Worthy is your name, God. And everyone said, amen. Amen.